clink. Oh, that was the perfect sound effect. I, I it was. <laughs> that, was great. That, that sounded really that good. Some, we, didn't, we didn't actually clink those two glasses yet. So that was, that was some thrilling adventure hours. <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Rhythm Encounter Episode 75, the RPG Fan Music Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Mike Salvato, and today, as you may have guessed, we are talking about cocktails and the RPG music that are, we pair with cocktails. It's an interesting concept. Um, I wasn't sure what how it was going to work out until we sat down and figured out our songs, but I think we have a good show today. So, But it's not just me talking about it. Uh, joining me today is also Hilary Andriff. Hi. Um, retro encounter overlord Mike Solosi. I prefer Pod Father, but I'll 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 take it. Hello. Do I need to do a retake? <laughs> um, and we also have Quentin O'Connor here. Hi, hi. Hello. You may know Quentin from their very successful weekly column RPGs coming this week that have not run the last two weeks because nothing comes out at this time of year. But other than that, you are on top of that every week, and we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So how's everyone doing tonight before we get into the music? Pretty well. End of the year. Um, like you said, I'm really excited because I think this is a fun concept, and I know I'm really excited to dive in because it gave me the chance to pick songs from two games that have music that I've really wanted to spotlight for a while, and I haven't been able to. So Right, because neither one's been on the show at all, I think. Correct. Yeah. Well, I'm also excited. Uh, this is my first time on Rhythm Encounter. Um, I've, you know, long time listener, first time, uh, peop, you know, person contributor, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I agree that this is a super neat concept and just kind of feels great for an end of year rewinds on wine sort of vibe. That's true. Lots of gatherings this time of year. Yeah. I, uh, I bought some alcohol specifically to drink for new year's Eve and I am sipping a cocktail glass with, with it, uh, next to me right now. Um, I, I suggested this idea for a podcast episode probably a few years ago because Alana joked on an episode that that uh, Chrono Cross smells like a pina colada. <laughs> so I, I came up with the idea of pairing drinks with uh, RPG soundtracks, and it sort of sat around the ideas board for a while until we decided to do an episode when I I had almost like forgotten that that whole joke scenario happened. But here we are. Beautiful beautiful i'm i'm glad it did and that all of us were committed enough to picking two songs that no one like did the easy thing and actually did a chrono cross song with the pina colada it's true because that would have been a gimme for me the gimme was was picking one of the drinking songs or bakimitai from a yakuza game but i also re resisted the urge i'm a little surprised <laughs> actually yeah as they say in the song i've been a fool but I think I, 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 I think that all of us have uh, picked some a, a very eclectic mix of songs yeah. that I, I probably couldn't have predicted a single one of the other six besides the two that I submitted. Yep. But it's a uh, it, it's an eclectic, unusual mix. It's really interesting. Yeah, um, I agree. I the same. Yeah. And before we get further into things, um, please, please enjoy alcohol responsibly. <laughs> yes, I guess we should mention that. Yes. <laughs> You, no one has to drink while listening to this episode. And if you don't drink, that's fine. You can just enjoy the music. Make so. your own pairings or your own non-alcoholic versions of things that we've paired. And e 
even though we have cocktail right there in the episode title, not all of the drinks shared therein have alcohol. So drinking is a personal choice. Please drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive or drink and podcast or okay. I'm breaking that one. Uh, But (laughs) yeah, enjoy enjoy your beverages responsibly. Yes. Uh, Is it okay if I, if we mentioned one of the things that you almost chose and we decided not to Hillary. So that, at some point we were discussing drinks and it occurred to us that a really great combination would be a Manhattan with something from Parasite Eve. (laughs) We almost, we almost did it. We almost did it. And one of the best songs that was like really working was the map driving music. And then we decided let's not do that. (laughs) Oh man. Not not a good idea. Great song though. I mean, yeah. The police car music. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was either driving around in a police car and or pairing that with a drink, music. or being in the police station. Like, yes. This is probably not the right message. As someone who grew up uh, for a number of years in in New York City, I I like it. I love it. I can see why you didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I almost I almost paired a Shadow Hearts Covenant song with a Moscow Mule, but that, that was a bit too on the nose. I thought that was a little bit too on the nose, and I I went with some more atmospheric choices. But maybe we should actually go to the uh, songs themselves. I think so. I think you just picked a song for the sequel episode, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And of course, I I have a good idea like which set of songs it probably came from. <laughs> I, you probably them. do. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Okay. All right. So our uh, our first block of music here is going to be Quentin and then myself. So Quentin, what's the song we're starting out with? And what's the drink pairing? So the song is uh, from Octopath Traveler, uh, my personal favorite game of 2018. Uh, one of those games that's a little divisive for you know, various reasons. There's no point in getting into on the podcast, I guess. But I mean, generally fairly well received, I think. And my drink of choice is the Sangria a la Felicia. It's sugary sweet and sugary sweet. And that's how I like it with these two combined. All right. Uh, Mine is a little, well, it's interesting. Uh, So I like the idea of the milk bars in the Zelda games. So I have two picks, which is only sort of cheating because they're both very short. So I have Zelda's Lullaby and Hilda's theme, the milk bar versions of them from Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. And as you might imagine, my pairing with these songs is warm milk. Um, And you can dress it up however you want, but that's the base. So let's go listen to Grandport City of Commerce, Zelda's Lullaby and Hilda's theme. Thank you. 
the pairing that I have chosen is called Sangria a la Felicia, which is um, <laughs> sangria, obviously, uh, with, with a few different twists to it. And um, it involves a, well, it depends on how many servings you're doing. But uh, if you're doing it for, you know, several people, uh, you take Chardonnay and sweet red wine, a bottle of each. Uh, two and a half cups of simple syrup, which is kind of where all that sugary sweetness of, of the soundtrack from Octopath Traveler uh, starts to come into, if I'm being honest. Uh, two cups of orange juice, a cup of rum, uh, an apple thinly sliced, an orange thinly sliced, and ten strawberries halved. And it's just, it's it takes sangria, which is already one of those, those drinks that I sort of associate with um, kind of like chipper, but maybe a little bit more down to earth. And it makes it so just even more sugary sweet to me. And it, it's just Octopath Traveler is this sweet, cozy game that I just love returning to. And um, I find it such a good pairing because it just brings out both the game and the uh, drink respectively bring out each other's just uh, I want to sit down and uh, relax, but do so sort of energetically along the way. The composer Yasunori Nishiki brings this cozy vibe to pretty much every non-battle track and yet does so in such an eclectic manner that there are like 50 different definitions of cozy going on. Uh, with Grandport, it's definitely the more bustling, like you're in the middle of a bizarre kind of coziness, which is maybe not what people think of as much, but it's just it's just so lively and it's so the good kind of of move, 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 where like if I was standing there, I would just be like, ooh, I want to buy things. This this music that's coming from the heavens on high is, is working on me. Right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Octopath Traveler as well. I, I, I don't think I could possibly award it my game of the year 2018 in a year that also had uh, Monster Hunter World and Dragon Quest XI, but that, that's definitely a me problem and not an Octopath problem. Um, and I, the, like the sweetness and the upbeatness of this track and like the brightness of a very uh, fruit-heavy drink like, like Sangria, and I, I don't think I've had a Sangria a la Felicia before, but I have had versions of sangria i guess uh sort of comes down to the personality of tressa the the part of the the octopath character whose story whose story the city uh takes place in because you know every every octopath traveler character has sort of a, a story that goes into three different cities and grandport is a tressa city basically uh and like her bright sunny personality and her relentless optimism i think uh carries through the uh the beach towns or the the coastline towns that uh, are featured mostly in her story, and I, and I think that this song, with its uh, you know, with with its you know, it, it's a, it's it's upbeat winds and strings, and uh, and sweetness sort of matches the drink and her personality. It's it, the the Octopath sound uh, soundtrack is absolutely killer, and uh, and and Grandport has a great theme too. Yeah, this is absolutely a wonderful pairing and choice. I. I really like the idea of sangria with this song just because, and I guess especially with a sangria a la Felicia where you're adding even more, a wider variety of ingredients. But this song was kind of like a sangria to me because there are so many different components and there's lots of change, but it's all kind of unified by a little bit of a jaunty kind of tavern feel. Uh, I It was really, it was a lot of fun to listen to. It, you sort of get the sense of like vacationing or like exploring a new city for the first time, but it's also still kind of cozy. 
I think a lot of that's the instrumentation. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. Um, I didn't actually think of this until the two of you said what you said. But uh, when you mentioned just now, Hillary, that it's like with with the fruit and, and various, you know, other things, it's kind of like taking the sweetness to the next level. Just thinking about the fact that this is Tressa's domain, basically, takes the whole thing's little sweetness to the next level, too, I think. She's just so precious. Yeah. I mean, I, I have not played nearly enough of Octopath yet, but the character I've played the most is Tressa. So I'm, I'm glad in, in this moment, I'm glad that's the one character I started with because um, <laughs> I can see that. Definitely. I have, I didn't get to Grandport yet. It, it's at the edge. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, I know. It's like it's the last city she visits, right? And it's like this big ish city. Yeah. But remember, um, Oct- o- Octopath is a pizza. Each slice has a different biome and the enemies get harder the closer you get to the crust. And uh, and and uh, Grandport is the um, the the crust of the beach pizza slice. Pizza slice. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Beach crust. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. No. I I like the the. <laughs> I, 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 I forgot. This is this is a, this is a drinks episode, not a food episode. That's my bad. Yeah. Oh, food. Hmm. Okay. We'll I've always that thought later. that GoGo's theme in FF6 sounds like a pizzeria. But anyway, back to Grandport. <laughs> oh man, it does. <laughs> It does. Sure. Um, yeah. So I don't know a lot about it, the city itself beyond you know what everyone said and what I've looked up, but I know it's at least a large city, and I, I like I appreciate that the sound kind of have the, has this large sound to it, or the song has this large sound to it, um, except for that part like in the first minute. There's this there's this part where it switches over and it sounds kind of more a little more cozy, kind of like a small town or like maybe a little hideaway somewhere in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that idea. Mm. Whether yeah. whether it's a little hideaway somewhere, or you know, maybe you're sitting on a, a balcony somewhere, like overlooking the city and the big bazaar, just sipping sangria, sipping your sangria. And this, yep. and again, like, like Solosi, I've not had this particular sangria, but I'm very interested. It, it really feels like you're kind of like exploring a city, like oh, okay, you're in the cozy little tavern, and then you're on the street again, and the wind section came in, and the other instruments died away, so now you're like out in the open air again at the market. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking I was thinking like because Grandport is a pretty large city, like uh, the yeah. beginning of it, it is the beginning is like you're on the breezeway or the walkway into the city, and the bustle you aren't in the bustle yet, but you can hear it in the distance, and then you sort of arrive in the in the bazaar in the city center proper, where there's all kinds of. Uh, business happening all around you, and uh, and Tressa has her goal to um to 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 win the bidding war at the auction house. Again, again, Octopath is a little bit of a blur since there is there are thirty two story segments to play through in that thing. Indeed. But, uh, but yeah, I think that it, it it like when you get into the meat of the song, you get an idea for the vibe of the city and the uh, and and how you know, especially since it is a you know a a, a port town that wouldn't be out of place in the in the Spanish Mediterranean coast that it, it mm-hmm. would pair very nicely with the sangria. Agreed, yeah, agreed. So yeah. And I, I do love that you mentioned um like the way that the editing of the music works when you walk in and it's just kinda like this sort of subdued and then like, whoa, ah, here's Tress's whole world blowing up, you know, right before her eyes. <laughs> right. Um Hillary, before we before we switch to Zelda, there was something you looked up when we were researching this song or researching the city. I forgot what it was. It was the title of an article or something that you saw. <laughs> it was holy crap, look at all the things you can steal in Grandport. <laughs> Just because there's so many the people. Yeah. <laughs> so you it's know, true. along with all these different areas of the city, you can steal things. Or sell things. Yeah. Or sell things. Right. Yeah. Yes. Which 
just like uh, drinking alcohol irresponsibly. We don't necessarily condone theft, but no. uh, you can do it in RPGs, and it's it's great. Octopath super condones theft. It, it, it encourages <laughs> you to steal things. Yes. These are all wonderful people who are just, like, pilfering in different right. ways or just <laughs> socially manipulating other <laughs> villagers. The, the game teaches you um, it is it is useful to buy things, but even more useful to steal things, although yep. there is a greater risk to steal things. That's, that is that is the, the main lesson I took from Octopath Trap. At least they got that part right. Risk. Yeah. Yes, the risk is important. Consequences, yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So now we're going to get even cozier. <laughs> now we're going to drink some milk. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, this is a different warning than the alcohol thing. That Like, if you're lactose intolerant or don't drink milk, like, please, like, have some oat milk. Have some other kind of milk. You know, put some cinnamon in there. Like, I don't care. Whatever you want to do. But, you know that if you want to like get in the mood of these Majora's Mask and Link Between Worlds and I think Phantom Hourglass is the third one that has a milk bar um, you gotta have a glass of milk when I was planning on what to do for my picks like I thought it would be fun to have something that was non-alcoholic and I was trying to figure out I was thinking of like actual drinks like a Shirley Temple because like that could be any RPG with a temple right just something that was a little <laughs> bit off the wall and then I remembered that Majora's Mask has a milk bar um, so I don't know exactly Thanks, what Nintendo. the yeah I don't know exactly what the concept was uh, unless it was just you know hey Link is a kid this entire game we probably shouldn't have him hanging out in an actual bar so let's make it something safe i think yeah that's that's got to be the crux of it <laughs> yeah i would imagine um and the thing is though I, I was listening i'm like i don't totally love the milk bar theme from majora's mask um it's fine like it's upbeat and it's kind of jaunty and all that but it wasn't the mood i was going for for this um so i don't know if i don't know if anyone else thinks it's cheating but whatever <laughs> i like i like the milk bar in a link between worlds and i really like the idea that you have this this bard and his little flute boyfriend that will just play random um, other Zelda tunes. And there are at least original mm -hmm. arrangements for that game. So yeah, I thought that was fun. And then because they're so short, as I mentioned, like I didn't think one really was enough. So I just picked two you know, little minute samples. And if you're gonna pair any of the songs that you play in that milk bar, like why not do Zelda with Hilda? Um, yeah. Which, well, it's obvious if you if you played the game, but whatever. If you haven't, like they're both princesses of different versions of Hyrule, right? So, yep. Did that say anything about the music? No. Um, I just I think they they musically they also pair well together, which I'm sure was intentional because of who the characters are. But you know, I like that they sound similar. But then Hilda's, of course, has more of a, a little more of a melancholy vibe to it yeah and these are the two um songs that play in the milk bars in high rule and low rule right well no like they're, they're the they're the ones that the bard can play it's not the actual right, milk okay. bar itself theme it's like the is the bard in low rule too i can't remember that part i don't i don't remember either which is why i sort yeah. of was framing that as a question oh, okay no because the bards will just play i think it's like a dozen different songs they can play you can you're in the milk bar already and you can like ask them okay and you and i don't think they can play hilda's theme until you meet hilda probably yeah that makes sense yeah okay so <laughs> you, you can tell that the legend of zelda like wanted to have a place where you could visit like a tavern and talk to people and also order a drink, but they didn't want it to be an alcoholic drink because Zelda, you know, keeps it pretty clean in general. So they landed on milk, <laughs> but, uh, but <laughs> everything about the milk experience in Zelda is sort of cozy. Like you, you, you often go to a very pleasant farm and get it straight from the cow, uh, or, and, and the, the vibe of the, uh, 
of the of the milk bar in uh, in Kakariko itself is 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 very sort of cozy and safe. And again, milk is the maybe one of the most I I, I don't know uh, I, I'm not sure I would call it a cocktail, but it is a kind of cocktail that you know that that uh, that a child of young Link's age might enjoy. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, just give me that lactose. Yeah, but this music like does um does capture the warmest, fuzziest parts of going to a Zelda village, and uh, mm-hmm. because you know Zelda Zelda is not always a warm and cozy series, but it has warm and cozy parts to it, and I think these songs capture that. And if we're talking about you know if we're pairing cocktails and RPGs, I think we got to have at least a block or a song or something to acknowledge this idea of you know taverns, inns, places to gather, hear stories, hear music, warm up when it's cold. So I think this first block accomplishes that really well. Yeah, and um, like just like what was just said to um, the way that Zelda, you know, isn't always this happy little chipper thing. Uh, but I feel like I can't think of any Zelda entry where that isn't going on somewhere. And it's like this bashkin. And I feel like these songs sort of bring that out too. And really just the idea of, of milk being such a such a prolific cultural thing. Um, even with Breath of the Wild, you know, you go out and you find um, these these relatively well-to-do towns there where, where things have kind of been rebuilt and people are living their daily lives. And it's just like this, oh, I'm 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 home now. Okay. And and I think milk bars just I mean, first of all, I love it. Um, I, I got to get that out there. I just I, I tore the concept of it. But um, yeah, I, I, I see where everyone's coming from. And I, I love the idea of just I'm picturing, you know, in, in Majora's Mask right now or, or really any of the 3D ones, I think, for the most part with well, specifically with Young Link, or we'll say, uh, where he just like picks up the bottle, you know, and he just chugs it like, gong, gong, gong. Yes. and it's just <laughs> it's so cute. I can't. Wipes the mouth. Yep. Yeah, and he wipes he wipes the mouth. That's right. It's that's uh, right. It's I'm darling. a kid. I just had a delicious glass of milk. Yeah, and then he has the and then he has the gasp the ah, afterwards. Is, is <laughs> yeah. And he does it in the middle of a boss fight. I mean. <laughs> Oh, so good. <laughs> Drink your milk, Link. This um, is a low-key good teaser for our Smash Brothers episode. That's true. That's my favorite ta- taunt for young Link. Oh my, like, yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> I drink your milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> so glad uh, we have a recording of that. That's great. Um, yeah, just a quick word about the instrumentation. I'm happy we got something in here with like a very simple kind of like string and wind instrumentation, something like you would hear if you went to a bar or a tavern and there were just some people gathered together to play some casual live music. Like, I don't know, that's something near and dear to my heart because I had a group of friends in college who had a Celtic band and they'd like, they'd go to local Mm. bars and, um, play with you know the older gentlemen that gathered there every week with their instruments and it was really cool to hear them jam so this kind of made me think of that it made me happy oh awesome yeah all right well we're um our next block is decidedly less mellow but i'm excited about what's going on here this is the intense block (laughs) this is the intense block yeah (laughs) Um, so our, our first track here is from Solosi. Right. Uh, the track is Gothic Necklord by Migi Higashino from Suikoden 2's OST, and I'm pairing it with a Bloody Mary. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say why af- after you listen. <laughs> and Hillary has a song after that. All right. So I am super, super excited to get something from this composer and this soundtrack on here. 
Uh, my selection is Draw, which is battle music from West of Loathing, and I'm pairing it with a shot of bourbon. I mean, because what else? Of course. Because All right. What else? Let's go listen. Let's go listen to Gothic Necklord and Draw.
Right, so uh, Gothic Nick Lord is the boss fight music against Nick Lord the Vampire in Suikoden 2. I do not know exactly why Suikoden 2, uh, a, a fantasy RPG with inspired by Chinese classical literature, has a Dracula-ass vampire in it. <laughs> um, but but uh, you fight Nick Lord in two segments of the of the story. Uh, he's attached to the uh, to the True Moon Rune, and there's you know the Suikoden is about a collection of runes that uh, that sort of keep the world hanging in the balance. But uh, he he is a vampire with traditional vampiric uh, powers and appearances, and his music is um, his presence in Suikoden Two feels out of place. But his uh, battle theme is a certified banger that uh, like feels like. A vampire club from True Blood or something. It, it is a energetic. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's an energetic like cathedral organ, um, like uh, uh, sort of vampire rock song. And I'm pairing it with the Bloody Mary because, I, I mean, Bloody Mary. Bloody Marys are a very very popular drink. It's always involves tomato juice and vodka, but what kinds of salt and seasoning and garnish you put on it mm-hmm. uh, depends on, on on which one of the thousands of bloody mary recipes that you uh, that you go that you go i think i think you always need to have celery salt and a celery stalk in there i like to get a little uh, a little weird and put some tabasco sauce and old bay in there mm-hmm. but uh, nice yeah but the uh, but it, it's it's essentially um, tomato juice vodka and garnish and uh, it, and you know but the name bloody mary people associate it with the uh, with the urban legend of saying Bloody Mary three times in a mirror, and uh, and, and and when I when I like th- hear the words Bloody Mary, I think of the drink, but I also think of the supernatural and vampires and stuff. So I just thought this would be the an extremely on the nose excuse to bring this uh, vampire bat- boss battle song that I love <laughs> into an episode of Rhythm Encounter. Uh, and again, Nicklord is weirdly doesn't seem like he totally fits into Suikoden 2 but Suikoden 2 is so electric eclectic and cool that I I welcome it anyway and I would absolutely play that game again while sipping a Bloody Mary definitely I actually in my notes I you pretty much hit it at the end of my notes is well with this kind of organ harpsichord thing we have going in this track is this some sort of gilded Bloody Mary how spicy is it just so many questions it's got to be a little spicy right because it's a boss track but it yeah. also sounds kind of fancy. I, I mean, I, I'm thinking that maybe this is a interview with a vampire uh, sort of thing. So we are maybe we're in New Orleans, which means the Bloody Mary definitely has Tabasco in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Nicklord is definitely spicy, just the way he's written. So yes. okay. And the intro. I've just got to say, the intro in the song is amazing. I got sucked right in. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for my drink. I'm ready for the boss fight. This is happening. It's such a good intro. It is. I think that's something sweet again sort of excels at with a lot of its tracks now that I'm thinking about it is that it just it sucks you in with this you know preface and you know something is gonna go down and the music reflects that and then bam and I think I think this song definitely elicits that in a big way yeah for sure it it, it bums me out a little bit because Miki Higashino did not do a lot of work after the early 2000s she wasn't on the Suikoden 3 soundtrack and uh, and I think she's mostly retired from working in the gaming industry. But uh, uh, she she was the main composer in Suikoden Two, and Suikoden Two has a lot of really good music in it. So I, I'm I uh, I'm a little disappointed that her catalog isn't bigger. But uh, Suikoden yeah. Two has a great soundtrack, and and this is 
to me, one of the most memorable songs on the soundtrack. Yeah, I think it's, uh, and I, I never mean to diminish anyone's work on this, but the, I definitely have, there's certain parts of that song that definitely give me a little bit of a Castlevania vibe. <laughs> and I don't believe, as far as I know, and you know, obviously correct me if I'm wrong, that I don't know if there's any like crossover in composers between Suikoden and Castlevania, but, uh, and maybe it's just the organ. Yamane did work on Suikoden 3, but there is no involvement uh, of Castlevania composers in 2. Gotcha. There's this part in the song that stands out to me where it's like, there are these little bits that sound more hopeful and sort of like they're reflecting the party, I guess you could say. And then the or like and then the the instruments just go right back to like this is dark and this is a vampire and that sort of thing. And it's like it's one of those things where like Goofy me would get a kick out of like timing my attacks and then dealing with his attacks to the music where it's like ding 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 oh yay, we can do that where it's just like no, you're getting smacked for a lot of damage. <laughs> Yeah, like maybe you're uh, you're you're casting some boosts on the party when you get the when you get to the uh, when it's sort of building to that bridge at the end before it mm -hmm. starts over the loop again. Yeah. Then the attack goes uh, happens. Nick Lord's still around. It's his turn, and then his. Exactly. So it's uh it's yeah it, it's it's a very high drama, obviously vampire song. Maybe uh. Miki Higashino was, you know, filling out her Castlevania fantasies, uh, putting this in Suikoden 2, but it, it's, uh, <laughs> it, whatever. It, it, it's dope. I love this song. Oh, me too. Like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away. It, it's probably the organ. I'm not even the biggest Bloody Mary fan. Even with Old Bay. I, uh, I just I just don't love tomato juice. But I, I, I uh, yeah. but, uh, but I, I, I would... I, I don't hate Bloody Marys. Um, uh, the, the drink I, I pair later is a... Uh, is something more my taste, but uh, I, I think that a, B a Bloody Mary with the most vampire ass song in uh, outside of a Castlevania game uh, just fits. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right. So moving on to draw a um, little bit of background about West of Loathing. It's basically a stick figure RPG based on <laughs> Kingdom of Loathing, which was an online game from long, long ago, like 2000 in the 2000s. I remember playing it in 2007, 2008, um, and it does have a Western theme, and it's it's a very silly game a lot of the time. Enemies are silly, the dialogue's hilarious. However, it's the actual gameplay is, is no joke. It can be very strategic, and the soundtrack, some of it is pretty serious Western, which I absolutely love. It, it kind of creates a nice contract, contrast, and it like it perfectly highlights the silliness and just makes everything stand out. And I think I appreciate the music and the game all the more for having them paired. Um, so draw is the battle music and you got to picture this with your stick figure character who is either a bean slinger, a snake oil salesman, or like a cow puncher. Oh, I forgot about the cow puncher. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you know, how can you forget the cow puncher? Right. <laughs> um, fighting you know, like stick figure zombies or stick figure rodeo clowns or... Or ghosts or... Or like ghost, right, cattle heads that are on fire. Like, it's it's ridiculous, but this music just makes it feel very intense. God, I just love the pairing of the percussion with this drumming guitar. And I love how the distortion at the ends of the phrases for the guitar, which is, I think, part of the reason I chose just like the street shot of bourbon, because it gets a little wobbly. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just a really, really fun track. And I, I also want to mention that the horns coming in near the end, there's a great kind of takeover 
at about 145 where the guitar fades out and the horns come in and it just it, it's pretty triumphant yeah west of loathing is so great at creating this world like it, it really feels like you're in a western which like if you just see the visuals you would think is it might be surprising like it's, it's all black and white and stick figures it's as minimal as can be and i think the music and actually the sound effects too i think all of that is a big part of really what helps sell it um oh, yeah you get like the over the top like you can almost picture like a fully like sound person in the background like making the gunshot noises oh yeah <laughs> the gunshots and like tumbleweeds rolling yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah like 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 a fully artist, a fully uh, artist clapping yes. wood, yeah yeah like clapping wood blocks to make to make <laughs> yeah. a to, for the for a horse clocking or something yes. yeah exactly sense. um yeah it just i think it's really really important to the vibe and i think the music overall like really helps sell that and there's not one song on this album except maybe the song titled this song is public domain um that isn't excellent um and like the the guitar and i guess it's xylophone guitar and xylophone here it, at the beginning it is it's a it's a it's the the lower octaves of a xylophone yes yeah that it's just it's it's fun and it just keeps the song going strong but then it gets more dramatic and um it i did something i don't usually do when listening to this one and i read youtube comments um and there's the ryan ike the composer uh actually has this song and maybe some others on youtube like on on their own channel and all of these comments are saying like the exact same thing that i was thinking of that you have this silly game and this incredibly like the music takes itself very seriously um especially like the battle music and some other stuff it takes itself seriously and the game doesn't and i think just that weird juxtaposition like really works for people because everyone's so excited like in those comments like and for that reason you're like you know i i wasn't sure what to expect from this but then it's so good like it's just way better than you would think there was for... a lot of people just being like blown away yeah <laughs> yeah so and and that's i think that really works for the game in general like that's that's what west of Logan is to me like it's just this perfect mix of like silly concepts but then surprisingly in-depth rpg mechanics and great music and it's just it's really worth playing whether or not you have a shot of bourbon right <laughs> um as a west of loathing wow suddenly i can't say it either uh as a west of loathing complete noob um when i was <laughs> it, it ties in with what you were just saying um as I was like opening tabs and I was like, ooh, I'm gonna see what, you know, Hillary selected and all that. I didn't really look at the picture yet, which is, you know, just like stick figure hero with the gun and, you know, with the drink and all that, but very, very silly, you know, black and white, total, total stick figure world. And I'm listening to it and I'm like, man, some real stuff's going on with, you know, with the song. Like, oh man, this must be a, a pretty serious, intense game. I thought I, I thought I heard it was like, you know, intentionally goofy. And then I looked at the picture and I'm like, wait a minute, this is the game I was thinking. What's going on here? (laughs) And another reason to bring this game on this episode specifically is both Kingdom of Loathing and West of Loathing have a mechanic that centers around cocktails and alcohol. Um, They boost your stats, but if you drink too much, you get negative status effects. Um, So I wanted to share some of the... Things that you find in West of Loathing. You find ghost alcohol, like ghost beer. Um, You can find cheap or decent tequila, whiskey, wine. What else here is good? Oh, Dirtwater bourbon. That's my favorite one. The first town you go to is called Dirtwater. Delicious. (laughs) Sounds 
delicious. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then things get a little weirder. Um, I think one of my favorites is snake juice. Like oh, a shot of snake well, like, juice. Like, 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 like from Parks and Recreation? Correct. Exactly. Yeah, Parks and Rec's re- reference. Oh, yep. no. It, 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 yeah. Now I'm just thinking about, uh, about Nick Offerman dancing with a fez on his hat. Yeah. Yes. So, so this episode, this episode just got excellent. That is the vibe, so That's the exact vibe. <laughs> the of this game. Exact visual. Uh, well, okay, um, uh, uh, listeners, you may or may not have that uh, that GIF um, per- per- with uh, you know permanent uh, real estate in your brain or not. But uh, when I heard this song, I mean, I immediately thought of Ennio Morricone soundtracks from spaghetti westerns but adapted mm-hmm. for a video game that's maybe a little silly, a little uh, a little tongue in cheek. And when I saw the visuals for this game for the first time, I don't remember exactly when, some months ago. I think, Hillary, I think you suggested it for an episode of Retro Encounter once. So I, I did. did so, so, I did, so I did a little bit of research, and, and that's all that I know about the game. I have not played it myself. But um, for a, a lot of these songs and, uh, and track pairings we're doing, I think we're basically just using the excuse of a cocktail or a beverage to create a sense of place. Like, uh, like, uh, like it's... Quentin's selection from before was about Grand Port and how a you know a, a bustling coastal town has would have sangria and mm-hmm. how Mike's uh, milk would, like evoked this very this, the coziness of a milk bar in Zelda and how I made the comparison to a vampire nightclub for a Bloody Mary. This is a you're swinging open the doors of a saloon yes. and strutting in and strutting yep. in and maybe making uh, making eye contact with the with the snarliest guy in the room. It's yep. a there's a there's an aggressiveness and a classical westernness to the song that really, really creates a sense of place that I think, uh, uh, I think Ryan Ike knew exactly what he was doing in, uh, mm-hmm. with the vibe of there. And, and I mean, you know me, I, I love mallet percussion instruments. Like the that uh, that that uh, xylophone with hard mallets coming in at the beginning, kind of is like the like horse uh, like, like like the the pounding of um of of of, uh, of, of horseshoes in the distance, but also almost like an alarm. That, yep. that, that, that that's something that something's coming. It's where everybody it's, looks uh, around it, the saloon. <laughs> yeah, like 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 maybe this maybe the lookout at the edge of town had rung the bell and you hear horses in the distance and you're like, oh man, shit's about to go down. Let yep. me finish my let me finish my bourbon and get out of here. And uh, uh, that was the that was the sense of place I got from this song. And yep. uh, if I can if I can combine Ennio Morricone with a xylophone, you know I will do that every time. Yeah, I'm so happy! <laughs> I finally got this got this game on here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really excited. Anyway, go play West of Loathing. Um, yes, I am recommending people play a game. I, I am. I will reevaluate it for a future retro encounter episode. Yeah, I think I think people would enjoy it. You know, it, it, the visuals, the, the stick figure, sort of hand drawn nature of it, kind of reminds me of a. Uh, an indie game we played for the podcast a couple years ago called Off, but uh, oh. often, often, yeah, often not have the uh, polished soundtrack that uh, West of Loathing has. But so yeah, I'm, I'm mm. going to give West of Loathing another one for sure. Nice, me too. Yeah, I'm intrigued. All right, so our next block. Um, I promise I did not plan this when putting these songs together. It's just <laughs> how it worked. But I apparently I, my whole game plan here was to pair myself with Quentin and Solosi and Hillary. <laughs> Um, but they're in the opposite <laughs> order this time. Yes. So you did the exact same thing a few weeks ago with Alana and I getting our elemental songs paired together. Right. Right. So, um, so Hillary, what is our next song in our third block here? So we are getting a little more modern, um, and a little bit more like electronic dance music ish with 442 is still free by danger from the Haven soundtrack. And I paired that with a specific cider storm along's red skies at night, which I'll 
explain when we go into the song. Nice. And then Salosi. Right. I am going with a song that is maybe the most uh, regular ass bar song in this entire episode. Uh, the song is called Crossroads from Persona 5. It's by Atsushi Kitajo, who is one of the ex- many excellent composers in Atlas's stable of musicians. And it's from the Persona 5 uh, original soundtrack. And I am pairing it with my favorite cocktail, a sidecar. All right. Excellent choice. Let's go listen to Still Free and Crossroads.
So 442 still free is the title song, the opening song for a game called Haven, which centers around a couple. It's sci-fi, so it's kind of futuristic. They have found kind of a forgotten planet and are hiding out there um, so that they can be together because circumstances in their more developed world would keep them apart. Um, And very important detail is that they have a cool little like hovery way of getting around so they can like glide on these kind of like little energy jets around the planet so it's kind of like they're flying which this song definitely makes me think of that because it's pretty electronic it's sort of like you know we're in the club again but maybe not a goth club that's in a church (laughs) more of a standard like dance club (laughs) it's very bouncy i love the steady dance rhythm but i like how they punctuate it with the sharp drum hits on the off beats um and the whistled theme is really, really cute. I think that adds to the idea of them just kind of like floating and falling and gliding really fast around this planet looking for resources while they're building their kind of rustic life together. Um, and I like the very airy B section in the song where the percussion kind of fades out. It's a little bit less dense, but it's a nice break. Um, and I paired this with a specific cider because uh, one of the main foods in the game and one the characters say they're sick of uh, is a fruit called an apple dew. However, even though they're sick with it, uh, they figure out how to ferment it a short way into the game. And at set intervals, they will ferment it and they'll be able to have a drink together, which is good for morale. So I figured that's why a cider was my choice for this. Um, but also the cider I picked is called Red Skies at Night. Um, and that's because this game has super gorgeous environments and a lot of like dusky red skies as it transitions tonight, there's a lot of red skies going on. Yeah. Um, and also this particular cider has some passion fruit and hibiscus flavor, which also just kind of fits with the like slightly romantic, slightly sweet bend of the game. So there you go. Hillary, I, I think the adjective that fits this uh, song the best and also the video, uh, the very colorful video accompanying it in the, yep. uh, in the YouTube link you gave us is psychedelic. Yep. This is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a, it's not exactly a, a like a uh, Sonny and Cher tie dye kind of song. It is a modern electronica song that's very ethereal and flowing and and uh, and floaty. But it's it. Uh, but paired with that, with the colors of this game and the colors of that video, uh, just gives me a like like almost like a psychedelic trip. I thought you might pair this song with Absinthe and not cider. <laughs> but, uh, I like that. But the, <laughs> But, but th- th- that cider um, sounds delicious. I've not I've not tried it myself, and I and uh, the song is really cool as hell. That uh, and it, it's and like I don't, I don't know to use parlance of uh, the kids these days. Th- this song vibes. Yes. It has, it, 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 it's it's not it's not creating a setting the way that the earlier songs in this episode did, but it, it is creating a vibe, and I I feel myself vibing with this song. <laughs> it is, and I think it is that very just like slightly fast floaty kind of vibe that you get when you same kind of vibe you get when you're tra- traversing the environment in the game there's a lot of freedom there's a lot of flying there's a lot of quick turns it's pretty fun i uh <laughs> before i actually get into the analysis of either the the song itself or the drink um <laughs> speaking of of the the art that's shown throughout the video um when i first looked back and and saw you know like the blue haired uh lead guy 
and and the stuff going on with him. I, I thought from the corner of my eye, I saw Camille Bidon, uh, who's the protagonist from Mobile Suit Sega Gundam. And without getting into any sort of, you know, completely off-kilter rant about that, um, that would have been really, really weird because it doesn't fit at all. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. Like psychedelic, it's just so groovy. It's, um, and really the game itself, Haven, I haven't played it yet, but, um, it, it's, it's definitely on my list, uh, as a sci-fi geek, as a space geek in general. Um, I think like, like Hillary said, just the visuals are luscious. I mean, it's just luscious. Um, Very I think, helpful. I think, yeah, I think I covered this on our RPGs coming this week. Um, you know, a while back when, when it well, came that week, obviously. And, uh, when I was, when I was looking into it, I was just like, man, this, this game pops. And, um, it seems like it would, it would really ride on the strength of its writing. Um, but just traveling out there you know is 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 great and the cider it's kind of funny because i think out of everything that i've ever had on a remotely regular basis you know like during my traveling years when i was just going around all over the place for a while i think cider was like my staple so (laughs) really yeah yeah it's it's a good thing to have in it when you're traveling just because it is sort of like pretty ubiquitous and you might find different types in different places exactly yeah um nothing more need be said you <laughs> you covered what i was gonna go yeah <laughs> it, fairly ubiquitous but it depends on where you are because you know i i grew up in california and in, until 2019 lived in california and uh cider over there is just not a thing where it is in some other places like in, in you know i i discovered it more so in in colorado but you know now that i live on the east coast like i mean it's everywhere like there are cider oh, yeah, sections I... of liquor stores and uh that, that was not a thing on the west coast not where i lived hmm. uh, if you go to like an if you go to like an irish pub on in the east coast near where i live i live in the suburbs outside of washington dc there they will have ciders it's a uh maybe it's more of an east coast thing than a west coast thing i'd get that oh yeah definitely like i didn't know like i had no idea there was this whole thing like um of all the weirdest things like I got introduced to one of the main ways I got introduced to cider period was actually because I went to this Brazilian restaurant uh, in California and they just, among their many drinks, they had drink Brazilian drinks and they're like, yeah, there's some cider. And w- one of the very first ciders I ever had actually was this specific one. They had storm along, which I, I think they're East coast based. Um, I don't know, but like, I'd never really found out where else to buy it. Like there wasn't a lot of good options for cider in town. So I'm like, well, if I want cider, I'm going to keep going back to my Brazilian place. Good thing the food is delicious. <laughs> but yeah, like the outside of the drink, um, like this this album, um, I feel it, it came out a year ago, but I feel like I've been listening to it for longer than that because I have listened to it so much in the last year. You know, I as energetic as it is, not normally what I go for for like background music or work music over like yeah. lo-fi or something like it still has i don't know there's something about the vibe that i still like it as background music so like i will just have that album on loop for hours sometimes um it's just it's it's bright and energetic it's so stylish um you know the the level of energy in most of the album but it, i mean the song specifically it just it just feels right it just fits the game so well you know the 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 saturation of colors is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I would describe this as a very saturated song, too. Yeah, actually, it works. The yeah. music is as, as saturated as the skies. 
So yeah, I, I think it's a great pairing. I mean, it seemed like a great pairing just in terms of the the flavor and the feeling, the brightness and everything of the game. Um, but the fact that it sometimes actually has red skies, like that was just perfect. So. And Stormalong is Massachusetts based. Okay. It's in Sherborne, which apparently was the site of the largest refined cider mill, refined cider mill in the world, from 1880 to 1930. Well, there you go. Oh, nice. So surprisingly historic. Very nice. All right. So our our traditional bar music is next. Right. Well, um, I I, I almost uh had the opposite approach from here from the previous one for like for the uh for gothic necklord it's like all right i want to get gothic necklord into an episode of rhythm encounter how do i do that okay i'll pair it with bloody mary for this uh pair it's like well we're we're doing an episode on cocktails my favorite cocktail is a sidecar how do i like what's the right song that goes with a sidecar so i cast around and found uh well i i mean i i I found i already knew this song because i i I platinumed Persona 5 all the uh, way back in 2017. Um, and I, I sort of landed on pairing it with Crossroads. Uh, and si- sidecars, are, they're an old cocktail. Like, they're the kind of thing that uh, I think it was invented in the, in the, in the 20s, maybe even earlier. And it, and it is sort of a, you know, like, nice hotel bar, uh, classy joint kind of cocktail. Uh, and, and not necessarily a, mm-hmm. um, a, 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 like, a college kid's pouring... 99 apples into Gatorade kind of uh, cocktail, uh, but I, right. I, I would, I would, uh, I would make a fake. I would make what I, I call a fake sidecar when I was a uh, a dumb 20 something by buying uh, uh, my my uh, by buying Grand Marnier cognac, which is a, a cognac flavored with orange zest, and then just adding some lemon juice to it. <laughs> but uh, a real sidecar is is uh, half cognac, one quarter. Uh, orange liqueur and one quarter lemon juice, and it, it's, it's basically kind of like a cosmopolitan, but it's less sweet and more citrus. So it's it, it's very easy to drink. You, you don't like uh, I, I don't uh, like I, I don't like going into a bar and ordering a drink that tastes like firewood. I want something that that actually you know tastes good. So a, a sidecar is like like a, the right balance of alcohol, but uh, with sweetness and but but without being like you know. Uh, like like a like a flavored vodka clearly aimed at at teenagers. Yeah, it's it's well balanced. Yeah, it's a very balanced, tasty drink, and I would make quote unquote fake sidecars with Grand Marnier <laughs> decades ago. And I, uh, I I bought some Grand Marnier for New Year's a few days ago, and I'm having a I have a little bit of it uh, in a cocktail glass right now, but no, but no lemon juice this time. Um, Delicious. So. Yeah, I, I I I will do a shot of Grand Marnier with anyone. It is it is my it is my favorite drink that comes in one bottle. But good choice. Um, or, or, or alcohol that comes in one bottle. But uh, but Persona Five, Persona Five is a game that's like sort of about uh moments in time. It, it, I mean, it takes place in the 2010s, very clearly. But it, like your dingy neighborhood in Tokyo is clearly a Showa neighborhood that was built in the 80s that that hasn't had a renovation in a while. And uh, but the 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 cafe that you hang out is def hang out in is almost like a like a beat poet cafe of the 60s. Uh, you're a masked thief in the tradition of Arsène Lupin, which is a uh, which is something from the 1900s. And you're going to uh, like these these museums and and tombs and uh, and casinos that all that that aren't exactly moments of the 2010s. Like Persona 5 is a game that's about nostal- nostalgia of a certain style from a certain time. And, and a sidecar is, you know, a, a drink that was made a uh, hundred years ago, but feels like it's a little too classy for a dingy bar and a little bit too gin- dingy for the classiest hotel lounge. And, and for that reason, I just sort of think of it 
the the bar in Persona Five Crossroads has the vibe of a of a jazz bar with a jukebox that could be from the 1940s, 1970s, or 2010s, and you could mm-hmm. definitely order a sidecar there. And that's just uh, th- th- that's just sort of like the, the 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 pairing of setting and drink and music that my brain created when I was trying to come up with a song for this episode. Yeah, there's definitely a sense of place created here, and I I think a sidecar is an excellent choice. Some kind of jazzy music I think is required, and I I think this is like I wrote this in my notes, but I think this is one of the first picks where you could, I can kind of see see it as listening to it. You're as likely to be behind the bar as you are in front of the bar, which may, mm. may sound a little strange. But I mean, that's definitely true in the game in Persona 5. But just because it's so classic, you know, I could I could picture myself like being a bartender, just kind of watching people go by. And the, the bartender in Crossroads in Persona 5, Lala Escargot, is criminally underused. They, they, they should have made her a, uh, a social link or a, a confidant. They really should have. They could have done it in Royal. <laughs> and and in and uh, the, the bar mini game that you play, even though you're, you're you're a teenager and you're allowed to work in this bar for grownups, is is, is talking to people about their troubles like like a bartender. And th- and again, like I, th- this song feels like going into a bar and ordering a drink. And if I were to do mm-hmm. that, I would. And, and it was a, the kind of bar that was more of a cocktail bar and not and not a beer bar or a wine bar. I would I would order a side. It's so classy. It's just so classy. And I I love that we're talking about. Um, just how Persona 5 in general has this, you know, nostalgia of hitting different time periods, because I think that's one of my favorite aspects of the game that doesn't necessarily get talked about that much, or at least I haven't seen it, you know, spoken about much. And it makes sense because people jump into conversations about RPGs and, and generally it's like, I really like the story. The characters are good. The battle system, you know, but there's just this vibe about Persona 5 and, and the places that it goes and the nostalgia of the different sort of, of time period and cultural reflections within the dungeons even tracks um, psychologically, right? Because it's it's these these characters, like an aspect of them is there and, and sort of wants to be there on, on some level. And um, when, when I think about Persona 5 soundtrack, um, and I think this probably holds true of, of at least some other people as well, the first thing I'm thinking about is is all the jazz, 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 and um, and this song is. I think every time I listen to it, even within that context, even within everything that Persona Five does and brings to the table, I'm a little surprised when I remember that it's from Persona Five, and I don't mean that in a bad way at all, because it's just one of those songs where I I think 99% of JRPG songs. I think any of us here, um, and probably a lot of our listeners, if we walk into an actual bar or um, just anywhere you're at like a sports game or something and you hear it play you're like <laughs> they're playing the thing from the thing um, like I remember one time I heard man with machine gun at a at a <laughs> circus and I was like oh this is great but with this particular <laughs> song um, yeah that was the whole thing um, <laughs> but with this particular song I, I don't know that I would instantly recognize it because it just immediately puts me in this soothing bar like prestige place of mind and I'm just it's a good vibe listening to it and I've never had a sidecar but I can definitely see the connection too it sounds great uh, quick aside my story of hearing video game music out of context is I, uh, I I was attending the, th- the funeral of an elderly relative one point, and I did not know who the piano player was. But there was a piano player playing sort of you know background tunes 
during the reception, and he played uh, Dire Dire Docks from Mario 64. <laughs> at, oh no! Oh my god! At, 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 the, at the funeral, at the funeral of someone who had never played a video game, but but, oh. but it was a very it was a very understated. Uh, classy version of Dire Dire Docks that 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 fit, but I was like, I'm like I, I but I'm like looking around. It's like, does anyone else here know what this is? <laughs> do, they, do, 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 they, do they think it's Brahms? Like, right. like no, no. <laughs> it was it was, no. it was Dire Dire Docks. Man, that's Boy. something. That's I, I would like to say I would totally do something like that. Except the more accurate response is I have done something like that. Um, because if at you know your audience, not at a funeral. Um, but if you know your audience <laughs> is likely not going to know it, but you think it would be a good fit anyway, like, for example, if you're helping put together a promotional video for your company and you know that some songs from Vagrant Story have the mm. right industrial feel for the video of, like, you know, saws going and stuff, you're like, you're going to work some Vagrant Story in there. Um, so <laughs> there's some Vagrant Story. Wow, of all the soundtracks. It, well, it was Vagrant Story and... Um, Breath of Fire 5. Yeah. I really wanted like Sakamoto because I'm like, this, his music really fits what I'm going for here. <laughs> like, not a single other person at the company knows anything about video games. So I'm like, yeah. Eh. I, and, you know, uh, frankly, they weren't going to pay to license the music. So I'm like, I got to put something in here. So I'm going to do this. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's out there somewhere. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yep. Um, Back to the song really quick. I don't have a, a whole lot. Um, this is what I think are the first of maybe the two classiest drinks on here. Um, and, and what's better for a classy drink than, you know, or a classy drink or a bar than some piano. Um, now that you've explained your logic behind it, like my notes don't make any sense because I was going in a way different direction because I was looking at it. And I'm like, hmm, I understood the other pairing. I, I get, you know, Bloody Mary and Vampire. Like that was that was cute. I love it. This one, I'm like, I'm like, I, I don't know Persona Five, so I'm like, I was trying to think if there was something I wasn't getting, some, some joke about crossroads and a sidecar, and is it a train thing? Is it a travel thing? It's like, no, 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 no. no. It's because it's a classic. It's an old classic drink, and yeah, it was. That's great. Yeah, I did not, I did not go with exactly the same approach for the the two uh, songs, but yeah, if, if I went into a bar like Crossroads, I would order a sidecar. Was my was mm-hmm. most of my was most of my reasoning and. And I came up with the drink before the song this time around. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, no, it's a good pairing. And that's neat to hear different approaches right. that we've taken. Um, yeah, and picking these songs. I, I definitely picked songs first. Yeah, me too. Um, um, I, I'm, I'm very curious about the approach and reasoning behind our next song. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're all ready to move on. Let's get it. Yep. All right. So our last block here is once again quentin and myself uh so quentin what's uh what's your next pick here so the song is titled chrysanthemum in winter from the star ocean 3 soundtrack uh by motoi sakuraba and the drink is strangely enough perhaps um a bailey's sunday so we're talking you know there's not a lot going on there um i mean you can you can add stuff people add stuff but you know just vanilla ice cream and uh baileys <laughs> uh that's that's the gist of it it's the root beer float of spirits it really is it really is <laughs> sounds good to me um all right and then after that i have lonely space by andrew jeremy from coffee talk uh unsurprisingly i'm pairing it with a coffee drink because i mean 
Right. Um, which is also <laughs> the drink that uh, Hillary and I have tonight, which is an espresso martini. Cheers. Cheers. So let's go listen to Chrysanthemum in Winter and Lonely Space.
So, yeah, uh, chrysanthemum in winter and a Bailey's ice cream sundae. I think this is, whereas my first pick and and really, I would say, everyone's picks seem obvious on some level as, as to the pairing, um, I want to start off by explaining, you know, an ice cream sundae and really just Bailey's in general. Uh, you know, it swerves on the on the super happy side, right? It's this sweet dessert thing going on, and it's just, it's delicious, but it's delicious in the, um, you know, don't par- pair it with your steak kind of way. Uh, that'd probably be weird regardless. But, you know, it's like, it's this <laughs> after-dinner, you know, dessert taste that's just, that's great at, you know, parties and, and birthdays and bars and whatever. Whereas Chrysanthemum in Winter... Um, probably doesn't sound like that to a lot of people. And it doesn't necessarily sound that way to me either. What the two, what the pairing does for me is, um, first of all, on a personal note, but then I'll say, you know, more broad scale. On a personal note, um, I had one of these for the first time right around the time that I was finished, uh, I, I think I mentioned this earlier, but, you know, with, with my, my traveling phase, my traveling years, and it was definitely one of those, I mean, for months was a reflective phase in my life. But that night, more than anything, because I had, like I was just settling back down, um, I had this. And so I'm thinking of all the bittersweetness uh, while I'm, while I'm <laughs> you know, having this definitely not bittersweet uh, beverage. But um, I feel like Chrysanthemum in Winter draws out and and this is the more you know broad scale thing i think it draws out um not just this sort of downer vibe that that's in there somewhere but this you know and it's in the song title as well i mean it's it's patently obvious like there's this little beautiful thing in the middle of and and winter can be a beautiful thing but i think probably sakuraba was going for this more like you know, winter is coming <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but there's like this little flower of hope. And I feel like the song picks that up at times. And and then it kind of goes back to um, to this somewhat darker place. And, and I feel like when people think about things in the past, that kind of happens in our brain. You know, we're, we're, we're thinking about the good and we're thinking about the bad. And um, <laughs> personally, every time I've had a uh, Bailey's ice cream sundae since, which is been a, several times, it seems like it always pops up somewhere, someplace where where people that I'm associating with are kind of going through that same thing, where they're looking, you know, at the at the goodness within within this maybe more tumultuous period of their lives, and um, it, technically this this track mostly just plays as like a <laughs> as an overworld zone, so I don't know that. You know, narratively speaking, it really has all of that going for it, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of where Sakuraba was coming from when it was composed. And it's just this, it's this thing, you know, that it's it's a little bit indescribable the way that this sweet and not-so-sweet meshes for me. Uh, but I, I find it kind of beautiful. I, I like it, because I, I was curious about how exactly it paired. Um, I, don't, I don't mind it, but I was like, hmm... It seems like a kind of a happier, you know, dessert style drink, but the song is a little bit sad. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe, but I think you know the way you described it, like with that additional context. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shift my uh, take instead of sad or melancholy to more introspective. So I like that. I also really want one right now. Do we have any Baileys? We need to get some Baileys. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think we've talked we've talked about this on previous episodes. How winter songs can be cold and melancholy, but also make you feel like warm on the inside, like you're inside, uh, like you're indoors around a fire, looking at the cold outside. And um, I, I think that this song, uh, I, I haven't played this far into uh, Star Ocean Three, but it, this song feels like. Like a like a tragic march through the cold. Is that, if not on the nose, is that? Am I in the ballpark, Quentin? Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, really, just like briefly getting into the way that the zone looks. I think it's one of those um, not exactly winter wonderland. Uh, it's it's pretty dark, you know, like literally in the sky. Yeah, I was thinking cold zone or ice dungeon. Yeah, like, like a Bailey's Sunday is like, you know, it's a, it's a sweet ice creamy drink, but it also has Bailey's in it, which will sort of warm you up a little bit. And that and I, and I think even mm-hmm. though I mean, having ice cream in the winter is so some people love that idea. Some people think that's a crazy idea. But the, the, this song gives me the vibe of it's cold outside. It's dark outside. But I'm inside having uh, having, you know, the an alcoholic group beer for root beer float and it's it's all right (laughs) i like that yeah that's that's just an interesting i'm seeing it now too in ways that i didn't necessarily see when i chose it um yeah and and it's so true you know just no matter how a, a wintry song sounds on on some level it's it's there's this innate coziness to it um and sitting here right now it's it's rather cold outside. Um, not nearly as cold as it is in some parts. I'm just here in North Carolina, uh, but I'm feeling it right here and right now. Where like this song or any other winter song, I would totally be feeling like that. Just sipping of it this Bailey's or hot chocolate, you know. Maybe I got a little bit literal, but I I definitely noticed the there's a sort of symmetry between the song title Chrysanthemum in Winter and your drink. Because chrysanthemum, you know, that's a flower. What's it doing in winter? That's something like warm and spring-like in the middle of winter. And then Bailey Sunday, ice cream is still cold. <laughs> Bailey's, yeah. you know, kind of has that effect. So, And I think the song does kind of reflect that contrast, too. You've got a lot of, like, long, drawn-out notes in the melody and counter-melody. It's very slow. It's very still. That's kind of gives you that wintry vibe. Um, but then you have that percussion that comes in, you get a little bit of movement, and then there's some horns near the end too. So you, you kind of get that contrast, like a little bit of warmth, a lot of coolness and stillness. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's just that it's, it's the flower surrounded by all the snow. It's, it's the warm feelings of seeing that flower, I guess, you know, when you're, when you're inundated by all that snow and, and, and the darkness. Yeah, I feel it. Well, speaking of feeling lonely, um... Lonely space. <laughs> I actually think there's a lot of loneliness in Comedy Talk, so it's not really that literal, but some characters, some characters. Or they think they're lonely, but then they talk to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so so Comedy Talk, and Solosi, I hope you're ready for this, but is a game that I actually finished. Oh, congratulations. Last year. <laughs> like, I actually finished it while it was still new, like in the year it came out. It's it's bizarre. Um, but that that's just how much that I liked it or well Hillary and I both like it but yeah I mean it's it's a fun it's a really really cool visual novel and obviously the fact that you know I'm a big coffee fan and that it's set in you know neo Seattle or whatever where you have patrons that are you know mermaids and orcs and vampires and you know it's a really interesting 
not real world setting on top of having all this coffee. So one like, of them is definitely not a werewolf except he is. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and then you make drinks and serve it to him. So, you know, I don't know, just all of those things together really worked for me. And of course, then the music too. This song, however, is affiliated with one of the few characters, right? You mentioned that is not, that you did not just mention. That's true. I did not mention this character. There's also a, an astronaut. An astronaut. Who is probably my favorite. <laughs> yes. Who is named Neil, because of course he is. Of course. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so... I was interested in this game for a while before it came out, so I was I was following it pretty intently. And I and they started releasing a couple songs. Like they released some songs before the game came out. And boy, boy did I play those a lot. Um, anticipating the game and and the album just for months. Um, I think that was before I got into like lo-fi and other stuff. So I think that was part of the what led me into that and other types of music was through Coffee Talk. This soundtrack could be on a you know, lo-fi for visual novel fans only. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, like I, I was not disappointed. Like I was like, I know I like these couple songs. So I hope the rest is good. It, it's, it's great. It's a long soundtrack too. Like one thing I, I like about it, and I think I mentioned this. Whatever the episode was, I brought Coffee Talk on last time. Is that they did not trim the songs very much. Like each song is several minutes long, so everyone, ha- each one has time to like every time to really get into it on the album and i think that works really well with the timing of the scenes in the game because some of them are pretty like longer scenes that too that too yeah the 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 song needs time to marinate time for those beans to steep properly exactly Exactly. dr brew Uh, like hillary's song in her last block um i uh the uh from haven I, i described it as having a vibe and i think this song also has a vibe but while uh, while Hillary's song was psychedelic and floating and had more movement, this song is it has a vibe of relaxing, of of, of meditation and of like self reflection. I think this is not a song that is a a battle theme to anything, or uh, it, it's a song that like is either a very relaxed conversation or someone just you know sipping their beverage and and thinking deep thoughts. This is. Uh, which, which is, you know, the, exactly the kind of vibe you want for something like a lo-fi playlist. Exactly. Chill beats, deep thoughts. <laughs> that, that could be the name of the playlist. It there could you go. Be. Um, and, and I like the piano, or at least piano-esque, uh, flourishes in there that it, it brightens the song, but it doesn't ever, like, brighten it so much that it takes it out of, like, the your, you know, chill space, I think. And, um, and I guess it's... Obviously, it's a given that I was going to bring like a coffee-based drink on, which really could have gone several different ways. Um, a lot of different options for that, and uh, I ended up going with the espresso martini because I think the instrumentation and just the feel of the song has—it's expansive. It's a little cooler to me. It's expansive in that I think there's there's a little bit of it's a little bit of an elegant edge to it, like not. Over the top, but just a little bit. It's Maybe, the piano. I think it's the piano. It matches Crossroads. So I thought, yeah, <laughs> no. I thought the martini was the right way to go. I don't know if I would describe the character as elegant. No. And but the song, yes. Then there's kind of like a, a, a funky rhythm that comes in. They like, boom, 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 in the background. Yeah. Yes. And th- I think that dude, represents dude. the character more than anything else in this song. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I've, I've listened to this before uh, while writing. So, um... You know, hanging out at an actual coffee shop, as I, as uh, Mike knows, I'm want to do when I'm when I'm running, um, and just you know, I, I I think I've had 
this whole thing that we're talking about happen sort of in real time for me several times. Um, this is this is another one of those games where, although I've not played it yet, um, I'm pretty well familiar with the soundtrack because, you know, I listened to a couple of songs and I was like, oh, dang, and I kept going. Um, when I think about this song, and it's interesting because, you know, with the piano, it's like it never really takes like like you know you said it, it never really takes you out of it by but it's like it it stays within I, I was visualizing while i was listening to it like this graph you know and it's like it's this active graph and the lines going with with the rhythm and with the beat and with the different instruments and there are these spikes that are going on um but they they stay within the margins if if just barely where where it still feels like this cohesive piece that doesn't go too far from where it is even despite its length which you wouldn't necessarily want anyway because it's 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 that lo-fi you know vibe and honestly every time that peak happens i was kind of thinking about how espresso <laughs> happens with me sometimes where it's like i have i have this split i don't know you know but i'll have this split second like ding you know or bum 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 i just processed some of that caffeine <laughs> yes exactly i'm really feeling that caffeine now and then just like a little bit later i'm just like chill again you know and it's like it's that graph it's that rhythm i really appreciate mike i think you brought up coffee talk or, or maybe coffee talk too in the most recent episode of Random that you and I were both on. I did, yes. And it, I think you should feel lucky that I did not go into a uh, Mike Myers, Glinda Richmond impression uh, with with either of these coffee talk discussions. I, 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 I'm holding myself back now, and just as I held myself back then. Oh, I haven't, just full disclosure. Yeah, you're not the only one that's <laughs> holding back on coffee talk. Pretty much so. every time we, we went to- You can talk to amongst look- yourselves. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a topic. Come um, on to coffee talk. <laughs> Yeah, that is definitely an impression that I can't even remotely match the two of you on. So I'm not going to try. <laughs> uh, Actually, uh, I don't know. Should I share how we play coffee talk? Oh, I was going to embarrass you, but if you want to share it, that's fine. Uh, since it was a visual <laughs> novel, we uh, we read the lines. We did accents. It was oh, a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Awesome. I've done that with people before. I love it. <laughs> we, you decided, know? we decided the mermaid had to be French. Was pretty yes, cool. yeah. I've I've done that once before with uh with the entire script uh, with a friend of Xenogears, and oh, he man, That's he left me like in the cold with like the vast majority, and I get it because it was his first time playing, but like he's really into you know impressions, like like I guess we all are here. Um, and he was just like, I'll take this, 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 and this. And I'm like, do you have any idea how, how big this cast is? <laughs> Leon, what are you doing to me? Uh, it was it was my throat. <laughs> yeah. Man. Who, who got Choo Choo? I got Choo Choo. I got most. Wow. Um, Choo Choo talking in, in certain dramatic scenes surrounded by far more dramatic characters. Uh, I, that was, I think that was the chief reason I needed cough drops. That is beautiful. Oh, yeah, so sometimes impersonations can, you know, mean you need to get a lozenge later. Like if I if I do a a Cookie Monster or Louis Armstrong for too long, then I need to soothe my vocal cords with something afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> All right, I think that's a sign that it's time to move on. <laughs> because if we don't, I'm going to ask you to do one of those impressions. Oh no, yeah, some other time. I'm not ready. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Um, like I said, early on, like when we had this as a concept, I, it 
I racked my brain a lot on what to figure out, you know, or what to pair with what and how it was going to work. But I think this all came together really well. Thanks to all of you. Yeah, it was super fun. It, it, it's a silly concept. And I love that everyone interpreted this silly concept in a different way. And we came up with a uh -huh. very, with a very, uh, varied playlist uh yeah. that is i i think um i think all of these games are worth exploring the full soundtrack of and yeah. uh mm -hmm. and and uh you know any excuse to pour a small glass of grand marnier and talk with y'all on a podcast oh yeah <laughs> agree yeah on that note even though i usually mention this later um if you are interested in any of these soundtracks make sure you check out our full show notes on rpg fan um, where we list, along with the track list of everything that was here, we also have links to where you can read our reviews of these albums, uh, where you can buy them, as long as you can still... I think all of these are still available, so yeah. So mm -hmm. be sure to check that out. So coming next on Rhythm Encounter, I have to slightly take back uh, what I said last episode, because last episode I said we were doing a cocktail episode, and then after that we were doing a Final Fantasy Pixel remaster. And I kid you not, it was in, within less than a day of me recording that, they announced mm -hmm. that Final Fantasy VI was delayed to February. Um, so we are not doing that next. That is still happening um, right now. We're planning on doing that sometime in March. So what's actually coming next in two weeks is an episode on Smash Brothers, our favorite RPG. Um, no, Ooh. but Smash Brothers has a lot, has so many RPG characters, and of course... RPG music and new arrangements um, that we normally have not featured on here. So I think that will give us a, a cool mix of songs. Um, so that comes out in a couple weeks. And towards the end of the month, we have our music of the year episode. So look forward to that. And I'm not going to go too far ahead of schedule in case things change. Um, I'm pretty sure our Valentine's Day episode will not shift. But anyway, that right now is our plan for the next six weeks or so of the show. Um, if you have thoughts on this episode if you have your own topic ideas that we can toss around you know please you know email us at music at rpgfan.com um if you have commentary for just me uh you can email me at mike at rpgfan.com and for everyone else uh what's the best way to reach hillary so i am ep fire on discord and that's best way to reach me with any you know, game music, cocktail pairings. Okay. And Quentin, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, probably Twitter. Um, I'm Quentin Writes on there. Q-I-N-T-O-N-W-R-I-T-E-S. Or you can email me at uh, Quentin C, the letter C, at RPGfan.com. And Slosey. Right. Well, if you want to find me on the internet, uh, give me your best Bloody Mary recipe or talk about uh, RPGs or the music thereof, the best way to find me is on Twitter at The Real Monsoon most of the time, at Evoker for Dogs other times, and on RPG Fans Discord, I am Monsoon Mike. And but uh, but I, I am also the showrunner of one of RPG Fans other podcasts, Retro Encounter. And if you want to reach me about uh, Retro Encounter related queries, you should email retro at rpgfan.com. See, that's one, one only one of many reasons I like having you on here is because you pitch for Retro Encounter, so it saves me time when I get to that part. Um, so yes, yeah, and, please. And, and, and now you can, now you can transition to talking about the other podcasts. Exactly. So yes, be sure if you enjoyed this episode, uh, make sure to listen to Retro Encounter, our weekly podcast, and Random Encounter, our general gaming podcast. I'm trying really hard not to introduce them the way you talked about them on the last episode of Random Solosi because that was <laughs> way too good. 
Um, <laughs> I, I was I was a little rude, but I, I admit I, I enjoyed being a little rude that episode. <laughs> I mean, it was we were talking about upcoming games, so it actually really fit. Um, so if you haven't heard last episode of Random Encounter, the joke is that Random Encounter is the podcast for people who talk about games they have not played, while Retro Encounter is uh, people who have actually played the games. Oh man, it's good. It's I mean, it actually it's makes true. sense sometimes. Yeah, for especially sure. Especially when you're talking about games that aren't out yet. Anticipated games, yes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So please be sure to check those out. If you have a moment, we appreciate you uh, reviewing us or subscribing to us on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. So Apple, Google, whatever you want, um, that helps us out. So I would, I would thank you for that. And that about does it. So all that's left for us to do today is close out with a bonus track. So who and what is our bonus track today? Well, I think we may have gotten into a little bit earlier. Um, so talk about a drink that has a sense of place. Uh, I thought of a Manhattan almost immediately just because it is the name of a place. Like when I was going through drinks and Parasite Eve is a game that takes place in Manhattan. And I thought that was too good. So I picked the piano version of the main theme from Parasite Eve to give that sort of like nostalgic, but can't quite place it in a time period sort of bar vibe to go with a you know classic sort of cocktail bar drink like a manhattan right that that's the drink that bart simpson mixes for the yes, for uh, fat tony. tony and the mafia guys in in, in one episode of uh of the simpsons correct <laughs> joe, joe joe mantegna has vo- voiced fat tony for 20 years more longer than 20 years holy moly uh, it has to be right. I, I'd, I'd have to look it up, but uh, but yeah, re- yeah. respect respect to a to a guy who turned a cameo into a career. Mm. Yeah, no yep. kidding. All right, no, that's a good way to end on. Um, I think that's also a really underrated song. Like as much as even I like the Parasite Eve soundtrack, it's not one I go to often, and I think I've been doing that wrong. So, <laughs> all right. Well, again, um, thank you everyone for coming here today. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, we're going to close out with the piano version of the main theme of Parasite Eve. So uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye, everyone. Bye. Go and talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. Crossroads (laughs) is neither a cross nor a roads. (laughs) Discuss.
Um, so I assume Solosi is going to give us another animal sound to come back in, and then Quint- Quentin, you can talk. Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm really setting up nothing. Don't 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 get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Star Ocean till the end of. T- I'm sorry. Can we redo that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that blew me away. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's okay. hard to. Uh, the okay, listeners, right, the I, listeners are going to be like, "Why is this funny? Why is Quentin failing?" Uh, I'll, I'll just, I'll just quack again. I'll, 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 I'll quack again. I'll quack again. Right here, go. Okay. Thank you. Quack.